0: So apparently there's something like two to seven million pieces of information that could be perceived at any one time. So if you think about when you're looking around, there's it's not just the kind of general things you see, you know, like buildings or shops or things on the floor. I think it's more about the properties of the things, the colours, the size, the dimensions. I think that's what it's meaning about. You know, it's up to seven million pieces of information or or more or less, you know. But if you think, what about the things that we can't perceive? Because Presumably, there are all the things that you can sense. So there are all the things that you could perceive. It's the thing that you could look at and say, "That is this, this, that." That's uh, that's what that would mean. But the things that you can't see, how many? Like, like, what is the poten- The potential would be what? Seven million seven million again you have to say if there's a potential to see seven million things that you can perceive, things that you can't perceive I would say about seven million as well as a it's quite a balanced balanced guess right? obviously it's something that you could never you could never observe because you can't perceive it so it is well I say you can't perceive it but it must be perceivable at some point otherwise why would it exist so it can be perceived and it can't be perceived These are things like, um, I'd refer to them as like the phenomena, the spiritual phenomena or paranormal. Because they're the things that some people see sometimes. So there's things that can sometimes be perceived. It's like it's not always, it's not always there, but it is, it's possible. I think that's uh, that's an important point to make, that if something, something is perceivable, it's also not, because even though there's all this information, how much do people actually perceive at any one time, probably only a small fraction of that. So even though it might might be there, it might be obvious, it may not be received, perceived, or in any any way processed. So, so what is the point? Well, if if there are things that aren't always seen or perceived, or can't always be, it's not to say that it isn't possible or it doesn't exist. It's just to say that, for whatever reason, the conditions... Whether it's the person or whether it's the kind of general environment are not conducive to that thing being perceived in a human way or perceived by human. Speaking very like loosely, by the way, because in terms of paranormal type experiences, whilst I did have significant experience when I was younger, and I know people that have had experiences in their adult life. can't logically, can't logically do anything with it. All I can say is that it's possible and it's also not possible. I observe something, I perceive something. see something change in the environment, we see the conditions change, <laughs> with the spiritual, with the paranormal, with the unseen, can says really say it. it's unseen though, because you can't see it, with the thing that is mostly unseen. I say it's always there but it's not always seen. I say it's always there but it's not always seen. Maybe we have to be in like a certain condition in order to perceive them. Maybe the senses that we have can perceive those things. I've always kind of said, well you can't perceive those things because our senses don't allow it. That obviously can't be true because things I've seen and heard were perceived with my senses, so the only thing that could have changed were the conditions. The senses don't change, it's the way in which the information that is being taken in is, is processed and perceived and filtered. That can change. It's interesting, it's interesting when you think about it in that way that the potential is always there, it's just whether the body is in a condition to perceive it, to be able to decode that information. Uh, you yeah, know whether the body is in a condition to receive that information um, because if you think we spend the majority of our time in physicality associate with being paranormal or spiritual has the appearance of no weight, no matter. It doesn't look heavy, it looks the opposite. So maybe that is kind of showing the expression of balance in that way, that the fundamental elements of what we are are both heavy, so matter, physical, light, but also the thing that is not heavy, the thing that is not matter that's that is light but not in the sense of light and dark, if anything paranormal, spiritual may be associated with darkness or occult, hidden, secret that's what people would typically think right? it's quite a dark thing to to think about maybe not so much the spirituality side because that has become quite uh, it's been associated with different things not just uh, experiences like that like not paranormal experiences but more like yoga and mindfulness, which are not not necessarily a cult but are more uplifting and light so maybe that's a maybe that's a better way to view it the heavy and light element the heavy being the physical body the light being the Spiritual, the not always perceivable lighter nature of things the spirit, and like I said, I think it's based on conditions as to whether you can perceive the, the kind of the kind of the differences between the two. Let's say that there's two Well there would have to be right If if we're If we're consisting of Say two different Elements or worlds or forces Or whatever light and dark Spirit and physicality Then everything else Would be as well or maybe some things. So So that would make that would make sense that you've got these two two worlds that are kind of aligned in a way. One can't exist without the other. Otherwise, it might just be total decay, right? There's no kind of spiritual element. What is, what is kind of holding things up? Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like. Um you imagine the spirit is holding things up it's pulling things towards a higher nature whereas physicality is pulling things down matter is pulling things down gassing away like gravity so you've got these two forces that are Acting against each other, but kind of acting to keep equilibrium. Let's say if any one of them kind of fell, what happens? The spirit rises, the body falls. <clears throat> That's what people say they see when they have a near-death experience, right? That the they rose out of the body and they turned and saw themselves on a operating table or something. (laughs) And then typically the heart stops. That would be a near death experience. Heart stops but the heart is able to be started again. The heart stops and can't be started then, that's death. I think that's that's actually a good image. I've got got this image in my head. A person with an arrow up, an arrow down. Spirit, physicality. It's the same with everything. Everything is kinda being drawn one way or the other. People are not just being drawn in one direction. being pulled in simultaneous uh, multiple directions across many different things I guess generally speaking it is about health or being alive or being dead that's kind of the overarching theme right that in order for everything else to be happening to you or in your life there has to be has to be life and death so you've got those two forces pushing and uh, pulling pulling apart and in order to keep equilibrium there has to be there has to be balance if it goes too far in any one direction then it's going to result in essentially the same thing and it's obviously not going to be it's going to be like over a cycle or frequency or depending at what point a person is in In life, or a cycle. It's like if somebody started smoking at 18, the chance that they would just queue over and die of lung cancer at 21 would be. You'd say that would be minimal. Or the potential of it would be would be low because if you look at the way things are balanced they're young assuming they're healthy no other types of conditions so the body should be able to keep up in uh, providing balance against the thing that they're doing because the body is resilient it can take so much if you compare that to somebody maybe at 70 years old started smoking it may not be such a good thing for the body because you're introducing something else that the body has to deal with and so it adds uh, greater resistance than it would have to the person at 18 years old because the the body is able to keep up with it but the the older you get the body kind of degrades and its ability to be able to its ability to uh, recover from things like that because the smoke is carcinogenic it's constantly attacking the body every time so something that the body has to deal with Yeah, I guess the person at 17, the person at 18 are gonna have different viewpoints. Person at 17 may not care because they've lived their life. So they may think, well this is me, this is it. For me, I'm gonna enjoy this. <laughs> Speeding up the the inevitable almost because the body's being put under heavier resistance, meaning things are gonna happen a bit quicker, move quicker towards death, whereas someone at 18 if they have a realisation well well this could actually kill me at some point then they're more likely to stop at some point so it's uh perspective and it's also the the position that you are in that kind of bigger cycle of things bigger cycle being life 18 years old you've got the rest of your life ahead of you 70 years old you might just be lucky to or you might be thankful just to wake up tomorrow or something that sounds a bit morbid but Things get a little bit heavier and more resistant as you get older. Things get a bit heavier, you can't really walk so good. Can't really move so good. Now I'm all basing that base. That's all based on assumption, right? That uh, The people that I see is, you know, like 70 years old or or more that they tend to be maybe not as quick on their feet as they used to be but obviously that's not going to be true in all cases because there will be some people that will have maybe extended extended their uh, their life in a way because they've lived a life of uh, lower resistance maybe they put less things in the body that's caused or they put less things in the body that would typically cause those kinds of things so so yeah it's entirely I think it's entirely under the control of the person to a degree um or maybe genetically or genetically or just uh, kind of fundamentally the the kind of core makeup of the person may, may be flawed in a way in which certain things are placed as resistors that they have additional things that they can't do or that they shouldn't do So I've gone into health a little bit but the main kind of points of this discussion were the Two different worlds that I think exist. The physicality. The matter. The things that we can measure. Things that we can typically always perceive. And the things that we can't. Things that we can't always perceive. Now there's something interesting. I was reading last night. I was looking at a periodic table. Specifically I was looking for plutonium. The... uh, characteristics and history of it and I didn't know that it was derived from things uranium uranium and neptunium basically by bombarding bombarding certain uh, certain elements together in order to create something. Write something different <laughs> What's interesting is Some of the things That they create Like a mericinium Or Beryllium it's not beryllium It's after maricinium In the In the chart I can't remember what it was But it, These things These elements all, all created around the same time They weren't discovered They were created That's something like a mericinium they said, oh yeah, this existed millions of years ago, but it doesn't exist naturally anymore. How would they have been able to measure it? Like, where would they have measured it? Because they said that the, the element had a half-life of like 7,500 years. So if it's, all, if it's all gone, it's not naturally occurring anymore. How would they perceive it? Anyway, that's just my questions. So anyway, these things are like created from nothing. Plutonium. Created by bombarding things together. And I think it was this this all happened around the 1940s. It was like World War II. And the weird thing is that the way in which they produce it is by bombarding these elements together and they get like a a minimal amount produced in terms of grams it's like something like a millionth of a gram it was so such a small measure that they couldn't even see it. it was invisible so they were producing something that was not physically visible and then they said it took several years in order to create something like a few kilograms this all happened in the 40s 30s and 40s and pluto was discovered like 1920 or something as a planet and it has a half-life of something like 24,000 years, plutonium, it's all a bit weird, but when I was reading through it, I was like, this thing starts off, it's invisible, they create such a minute amount, it exists, because they can measure it, but it doesn't exist, it can't be physically seen, can't be physically perceived. Or rather, it can't be physically seen. It must obviously be perceived in some way because they measured it. But they continue to work for this process to create more. This large amount of energy to create such a small, such a small amount of something. All very strange. Something from nothing. Anyway that is I don't even know what what that is. I think I just found it kind of curious that they were talking about talking about it in a way that it was invisible and then it was visible when they made it off when it had enough mass, it became visible. That's just the point of uh, interest. Yeah, the thing I really wanted to kind of touch on was this uh, difference between two worlds, two worlds coexisting at the same time, the spiritual and and the physical. I've had several experiences that I cannot physically explain because because it shouldn't physically be possible, but it could be described as a process, non-physical, non-physicality. Process in non-physicality, like thought or visualization. But the, I think the reason that makes it so much more, so much more than kind of beyond that visualization or beyond thought or beyond belief, is that I was having a. Say disagreement with my partner the other day, and it wasn't it wasn't all intense or anything it was quite quite calm and basically just saying like oh i thought I thought that this was happening, and it was like,' oh no, that isn't what was planned, and then almost. Like, clicking your fingers straight after that. I was having an out-of-body experience. I've had one, I've had at least one before, several years ago when I was meditating. I think it was actually the first time I meditated. And... I couldn't hold it at during that time because it felt it was kind of a new sensation it was a little bit scary that you were kind of losing control of the body because essentially you were looking, or oh, I was looking at my own body and I wasn't asleep I wasn't dead <laughs> but I think my body was just in a state of maybe enabling that kind of experience. I wasn't on any any kind of drugs or anything like that. No psychedelics. So there's nothing that nothing that would have uh, <coughs> instigated something like that, something like that experience. So I ended up. During that first experience I, I kind of freaked out, I was like, well, I don't really know what is, what is going to happen, so my mind started to kind of race back, and then I felt I was back in my body, but I was seeing myself sitting in the chair, I was seeing myself from a different perspective, I was looking at myself, or well, I had an image of that. Now, when I was having a disagreement with my partner a few days ago, it was the same thing. But this was a this was a weird angle on it. I was looking like from where the light fixture was, looking down. So I was looking down at myself and my partner as we were still talking. So there was no kind of like, there's no kind of like rising feeling. There was nothing. It was literally click your fingers and it's gone. Like out of your body and I just remember I couldn't I couldn't do anything I had no control I had no control of my body or what was being said or anything and it was fucking weird it was it was so strange because it was like is this really happening I can't do anything and it was also kind of a, a realisation of the separation that it was just like gone like just like that and it was almost like watching, I hate to say it, but it was like watching a script play like out. So it was like, no, ma- no matter what I tried to say or do in terms of like, did I intervene or did I want to intervene? It wasn't really an option. It was like when you play a point and click video game, like an adventure game. And it's like, you have very limited, Options you can look at things, but you can't do anything with it. You can talk to people, but you can only say defi- specifically defined things. It was really fucking weird. And then after like the first, after the first part of the disagreement, then I was back, back in the, back in control. But I remember thinking like. What the fuck Like what do I do now Because I'd heard what I'd said And it was something I knew that Why did I say that Because it was just fueling It was fueling an argument At that point It was no longer a disagreement That was really weird And just that feeling of like Okay now you're back in your body And feeling helpless like being put in a situation and it's like okay no deal with it it was so weird and I tried to I tried to think like okay how could logically how could this happen physically like physically how could I how could I fucking how could I see myself and my partner from that angle from that perspective it was like a fisheye because the room was it was a kitchen so it was quite quite enclosed so it looked like it was a fisheye fisheye lens <laughs> that that kind of thing is like fucking that's weird like that is between that is blurring the lines between physical and non-physical I don't know if it was maybe kind of a maybe kind of something done in frustration like you're gonna fucking learn this lesson and then you're just shown it and then you have to just deal with it so you're shown the truth and then you deal with it do you, conti- do you lie about what you said or do you take responsibility for it it felt like a test <laughs> and it was just so fucking awkward and so such a weird feeling But I mean I did I sorted things out I took responsibility straight away <laughs> I didn't feel there was any intention in what I was saying, but it was something that I recognised as being behaviour that was learned. Like this was something that started in childhood. Using emotion in order to try and get something. It's weird, but I can't can't logically place it in terms of There's no logic to it. Now the reason I was talking about being able to perceive things, being able to perceive information that is kind of there, is because there was something else extremely weird that happened at the same time. At the same time as that, as I had the outer body. My wife had exactly the same. She had an outer body experience. And the way she was talking, she saw the same thing as me. Now I've not told her about my experience because I didn't want to I wanted to see if she had more information about what she experienced, but it's just so um it's just so strange that she mentioned that. She brought that up before before I even kind of started to try and figure it out. She said I can't really explain what happened but I saw. She said I saw what you were doing. I can't explain how. But I just saw things, it was like things out of my body. And I was like, what the fuck? So we were both having a shared experience, but maybe not recognizing that we shared. So this is why I mentioned the, uh, seven million thing, piece of information that you can perceive. And my, postulating that, okay, well maybe there's seven million pieces that that you can't always perceive. Potentially can be perceived, but potentially not perceived. And some of the things that you do perceive, there's also potential for them not to be perceived because people miss things. But the reason why I mention the things that we don't perceive is because what happened yesterday could potentially be something like that. The conditions that we were both in, in some way, maybe that was conducive to that experience. I'm not entirely sure what those conditions would be, but because it was a shared experience, that's why, That's why I think it's some piece of information that is common, that we were perceiving the same thing. Not that we were somehow projecting out or something. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but I wouldn't even know what what kind of conditions. Were conducive for that Because like I, like I mentioned already I wasn't feeling any kind of I wasn't feeling any, any kind of uh, Pent up or stress or pressure Which is What you might typically associate with Experiencing some, some weird things You know, when your blood pressure's up And you're Feeling angry, feeling stressed You're feeling fearful You can be maybe Susceptible to Experiencing weird things <laughs> But like I said it was Relatively calm At that at the point At which it happened It was only after Going back <laughs> That things escalated It was almost like For this For what is about to be said You're going to see it From this perspective And then you're back in your body And now you've got to deal with it That's what it felt like So in that respect It felt like a video game Like you were watching a screen Somebody being fucking directed Like yep these are the only things that you can say You can't say anything else You can't move You can't do this You can't do that you can look and you can Only say this one thing And I've not had an experience like that before I've not had an experience where I've been Conscious Consciously having a conversation with somebody And then And then that And then just being Kind of Pulled from your body and And seeing things in, in I've had about body, body experiences before where it's been a rising feeling it's been the same, you see the same kind of thing, you see yourself but it's never been like an immediate thing like with no sensational feeling, it's just gone and it is... it is bizarre there's so many, so many bizarre things Similar to that, seem to be kind of happening at the moment. So I don't know if it's maybe it's just kind of general conditions that are that are making that more uh, probable or possible. I don't know. Anyway.